Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. Water is an issue in the country. Now, Mahali's water has over the past few years been struggling with water supply as demand exceeded obligations to their service uh, municipalities due to the Mahali's water demand management. Now, we chat to Mahali's water spokesperson, David Maraya, who is on the line. Ndate, David. Hello, Papa. Okay. <laughs> First things first, I see the name or, 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 or yeah, the name Water Demand Management and I have no idea what that means. Can you please explain? Well, thank you for giving us this opportunity. Water Demand Management in lay language is a technique that we use in balancing out the demand of water that's required versus the supply that we get from our national, national, national resources. So what would that mean is if you're doing water from a, for an example, a 10-liter tank or a bottle, mm. and then you know that you need to supply 15, you just need to do a mathematical calculation over a period of time to say, to ensure that your resource does not run out quickly, how do you give out the water while still trying to make sure that you can augment your already strained supply? So it is more or less much like load shedding. Mm. But in this case, it relates to how we then abstract raw water, process it, clean it, and then give it to communities for consumption. Looking at your areas of operation, parts of the Northwest, Gauteng, as well as Limpopo, what would you say yes. has been the reason um, for the increase in water consumption? Has the number, the population increased, and therefore the demand for water has increased as well? Well, you must remember, before we even get into population growth, density, and the phenomenon of rural to urban migration, yeah. South Africa generally is a water scarce country. Yes. So we are always on the bad foot. Before we even talk about the growth of cities, population growth, and rural to urban migration. But those already strain the, the constrained water resources because in certain instances, there are times where we have sufficient rain and our dams are still up to capacity. Sometimes you don't have that much rain and then it creates a problem. For example, when you look at Limpopo and Northwest, mm. most of our areas of, of operation are in the communities where you have this high-intensity mining. And mining by its own nature yeah. has a lot of water because from underground up until at surface level, they, there's a little, lot of processes yeah. that requires for, for, for the cleaning of the minerals and those kind of things. So we are always on the back foot because you've got population growth, as you are saying, cities are growing and people are coming from the rural areas into the urban centers for search of a better economic opportunities. And as you would know, when we even try to expand, we can always estimate that the reality is that the numbers are always high up of the people who would relocate, people would come to it for jobs, and who then relocate from rural areas to urban centers for other reasons. But that the already limited water supply because generally South Africa is a water scarce country. Yeah. How can everyone ensure that although water consumption is high, the supply is not strained? You made mention of, uh, you know, load shedding. We all know that we need to switch off lights, we need to uh, switch off our geysers, etc., etc. How do we do the same, but when it comes to water? Well, there are a lot of things that you can do. The, the most basic example is washing your car. So instead of using a whole pad, you can use a bucket. Because scientifically, it's been proven that oh. you use far less water. If you take a shower, you are, you are bound to spend or use uh, far less water than when you're taking a bath. Yeah. So it's just in our everyday conduct of how we then use water. 
we, know, we always encourage our customers to even say, you cannot, when you cannot harvest water, try to use your water uh, for more than one reason. You can use water for probably washing your car, but you can do that whilst your car is cut to an area where you are going to be planting because uh, the water that you use for washing your car sometimes is not that dirty that you cannot even uh, pour on your grass. So it's about creative ways of seeing how you can use water for more than one people. Mm. So that ensures that the system is stable and that we at least have enough to continue supplying to our customers because as you know, water is a constitutional, a constitutional yeah. issue. So we do not want to wake up one day and we have nothing to supply because we have depleted our resources. Over and above that, we also encourage our customers to make sure that they don't pollute the water yes. because our own investigations have revealed that the raw water, that is the water that we collect from the dam, sometimes it is in such poor quality that you need to treat it three or four times before you can even now send it to your reservoir so that the people can get it. So we also encourage our people to ensure that they don't pollute the streams, the rivers, and the dams. Because by so doing, they are now making our cost of cleaning water to mm-hmm. go high mm-hmm. because you need to repeat the process two or three times more before you can say, now this water is ready for consumption, then we can let it go to our residents. So it's all in how we conduct ourselves to ensure that we keep sure that the water is there and clean and it's readily available for everybody. And the responsibility lies on our shoulders as well as the consumers of this water. And uh, we know, like you said, that South Africa is a water-scarce country and we need to treat this precious commodity with great care. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. David. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Nick. Radio 2000 Podcast.